El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I just stay the fuck inside. Joining me today, he hasn't been on the show in a long damn time, because he got a real job like some kind of normie. We used to work together at Cracked. What's he doing now? Nobody knows. How can you know? By listening to this episode, that's how. Ladies and gentlemen, Randall Maynard. Also joining me, he is the front man of the fantastic rock band Countless Thousands. Stick around at the end of the episode and you'll hear a whole new song from him about being locked up while doing, you know, quarantine. I'm really fucking losing steam here. It's been a long week. Ladies and gentlemen, Danger Vanguard. It's going to be a great show. Probably. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today as co-host. I don't really have a co-host. We're not even in the same goddamn room anymore. Miracle of the internet. You want me to have you want me to have a co-host? No way. This is the apocalypse, baby. Every man for himself. <laughs> Joining me today, remotely though, Danger Van Gorder. Hey! Hi guys. I'm happy to, to connect with you in this weird way. This is very strange, but we are managing. We're still cranking out the sodes, which is yep. short for episodes. Saves me time when I talk. Sweet ass content. We are doing our best to carry on as normal. And, we are the wayward sons. And it uh, it seems sort of normal so far, but let's change all that by introducing our next guest. Randall Maynard's here too. Hey, hey oh. Hey. Randall I have a nebulous situation with the microphone, so I don't know where I'm supposed to talk into. Yeah, Randall I'm just shouting to a computer. Randall is joining us from a payphone in 1970s Times Square. <laughs> hey, it sounds like I'm it sounds like I'm like in desperate need of uh, bail money. His pursuers are almost upon him. <laughs> yeah. Like It does yeah, it really, kind of sounds the, like you're being chased. I'm on, I'm on the run uh so you know, I got to It's like the movie Hackers. That's a, a timely reference. It's like Hackers. I do the little Dang, somebody somebody started talking instead of me. No, we're just I mean, we're marveling at the it sounds like a Mogwai is playing the <laughs> flute in the background I, now. Yeah, I, I this I'm is on, fun. I'm near a busy I'm I'm indoors and I'm near a busy street and it is very apparent based on the uh, audio setup that I have. <laughs> <laughs> All the weird which sounds is, that we're hearing which is a cobbled, are like cobbled together wires and an old laptop. It is, it is very first draft audio engineered 1977 of Star Wars. Like, uh, does this sound like a spaceport? Uh, no, yeah. no, Benberg. go back to the drawing board. Do it again. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a spaceport. So, uh, how's everyone? <laughs> how's everyone doing? How's how's everyone holding up? Uh, I can't. I don't have the soundboard. Um, Dan- danger! I mean, you can 
you go first if you want. You're such a you gentleman, Randall. Thank you so much. I <laughs> look. I, I I'm I'm kind of. Uh, I'm fried, man. I got my my daughter um, is uh, an all the time thing that has to happen now. Um, there is no daycare. There are no. Pa- they just closed Runyon Canyon. All the hiking trails, no libraries. I can't take this kid anywhere. <laughs> that went from me sympathizing with you to just you sounding like a fucking Hollywood asshole. I, <laughs> they closed. They closed the daycares. They closed Runyon Canyon. <laughs> Okay. Runyon was a no. backup place. The li- the libraries are closed. Was I'm that just a saying backup they're... place where you left your daughter? No, I'm th- th- something you to, to do to kill an hour <laughs> while you have while you have full custody. Let's say because your wife no. is the one actually making money and keeping the lights on in the house. Let's let's just take a moment of silence for the real victims here, the people who do no longer have access to Runyon K. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. Wow. The, 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 the puppies, the puppies, it's a puppy parade. Either way, yeah. there's nothing for me. There's nothing I can take my daughter to right now, and it's driving us all crazy. Um, but otherwise, beyond that, you know, just generally terrified because my family aren't taking this. Uh, my parents aren't taking this disease seriously. They're like, oh, we'll be fine. We're going to go see the McKeckens tonight. And I was like, Dude, it's just no. The McKeckens are great, though. The McKeckens are very sweet people. They are fun. Oh, I thought that was a. I thought that was a band. No, no, <laughs> they're they're a, a pair of a pair of of like, you that see my the Ma- parents are friends with. Go, go see the McKeckens at the county fair. That's <laughs> kind of cool, actually. Yeah, Randall, anyway, how how are you handling being locked in? Way too well. Just <laughs> just so it's it's like seamlessly in a way that is disturbing. <laughs> Like, Did you notice? I, I, I uh, um, yeah, I, I, I've been working from home for for a long time, and uh, so this was, this was just like, all right, I get it, I know the drill. Yeah, kind of the same with me. I'm. It's not like I had an active nightlife and a wide range of social activities going on before this. So I'm just like eating out less and spending less money. So it's fine. I, have you made it to Runyon lately? Uh no no I like to leave that so for the about what happened at Run, Run yeah. Canyon I like I to leave that shut it down I like to leave it for the elites right it's like sharks in the ocean that's where Kevin Smith does his running <laughs> not for us regulars <laughs> Kevin Smith and they let me in <laughs> nice so should we talk about some unpopular opinions we don't want to talk about coronavirus this whole time even though we're about to talk about it a whole bunch as i work my way through my opens but uh that's short for opinions by the way saves me time when i talk nice thank you thank you uh I'll, i'll get to mine i i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion it will be with like half the country uh maybe even more than that but i i don't want people to lose sight of the fact that the biggest threat facing this country right now is still Donald Trump. Even with coronavirus happening, Trump is still a big, big, big part of the problem. And agree. Yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely making it worse. Well, he's, he's making this worse. And we've recorded a couple things about coronavirus. And on the most recent one, which was an episode of Pretty Scary, 
One of the things I mentioned being kind of worried about is that thing where whenever America goes through a trauma or a national disaster or tragedy of some sort, we always give a little bit of our freedoms away in response to that in the name of being safe. And it hasn't been brought up in the news a whole lot, which is understandable, but also not understandable. But right now, the Trump administration is trying to suspend habeas corpus, and they are lobbying for the right to detain people indefinitely without charging them for as long as this national emergency is underway. And uh, that's a huge, huge problem. Like, we don't want someone with the, the dictatorial tendencies of Trump to have that kind of power, I would think. Yeah, yes, you're 100% right. It, it's that kind of thing. That, uh, um, Naomi Klein wrote a really good book, uh, Shock Doctrine, of any time there's a really significant tragedy that affects everybody, the, the corporations, the powerful interests manage to make out first. You know, like with the, with the, the hurricane coming along um all of these no bid contracts went out people were you know the government was paying like 200 dollars for like a shitty 40 dollar tent or whatever um and that was just like that was just them thinking about profit like donald trump has all of the instincts of we need to get as much profit as possible in this situation on top of i need all of the power you know like yeah the, the habeas corpus thing is horrific but completely unsurprising coming from that person and you know like w- what the hell else is he going to do with it you know is he going to try to throw andrew cuomo in jail well what's especially troubling about it is it's not just during i mean it it's while coronavirus is happening but the request or the order that they they filed it also uh, they also want to be able to do it for civil disobedience God, So that dovetails nicely with any protests that might happen in the run up to the election. Right. Like, it's not like, you know, we get coronavirus under control and then Trump is just going to immediately lift that order. He's going to keep it in as long as the world lets him keep it in. And the establishment Democrat response will be, well, we we want to return nice. We want to return niceties. So these people shouldn't be protesting anyway. Like the, the response from the Democratic Party has been, no, you shouldn't. Stop that. You Cut that out, you. And it's like, oh my god, you yeah. are handing this dude blank checks. There's just a gigantic gap that the party leadership is intent on preserving. You know, because they, they, know, they know how to complain about Trump, but they don't seem to know how to stop him. You know, and that's that, that seems the entire core of their appeal, that it's it, it's the whole core of, of their power right now is like, well, we're not we're not that. Isn't that much better? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Stop him. Stop him. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the, the parents with the crazy kid and who's just wrecking everything. And they're like, <laughs> quiet. They'll tire himself out eventually. Yeah, oh, that's just how he is, but, you know, we don't approve, but that's, oh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. They're just they're just a bunch of talking corpses. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's awful. I mean, I that's... Say, as, the, as the father of someone that's starting to hit uh, temper tantrums and terrible twos, like, I can at least pick her up, you know? You can't pick up Donald Trump. No, you I would like, love to pick I'll, up Donald I'll, Trump. I'll, 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 I'll bet Terry Crews could. <laughs> 
Yeah, some people can pick up Trump. What are you talking Terry, about, Danger? Terry Crews pick up Donald Trump. Yeah, we need to get that. Let's start that. Let's get that going. I feel like if somebody squeezed Donald Trump, like weird, just like just fast food jelly <laughs> would just shoot out of all like every orifice in his body. But like, like still in the just, packet, right? Yeah, yeah, just like uh, unopened oh, packets. Man, just gross. Just the whole. The whole chicken wing from KFC <laughs> would just some emerge from some orifice in his body. Wait, oh, yeah, that's uncomfortable to think about. You need to squeeze Disgusting. Trump. Yeah, but and even like with coronavirus being a thing right now and this lockdown happening, like arguably the reason it's as bad as it is in this country is once again because of Trump. And it's because he didn't take an active role in fighting this and preventing this back when he could. And now, right. yeah, I mean, here we are. The, the, how many people got those pressers, um, got that walkthrough in January? Because we're starting to hear, like, was it five Republican senators and one of the shittiest Democratic senators were told in late January, like, hey, uh, so this thing's going to sweep the earth and it's going to suck and a lot of people are going to die. And their response was to dump their stocks. Right. Try to cut out before the market took a dive. So thanks, Dianne Feinstein, for continuing to completely disappoint your state. But then you got, you know, four other GOP senators just sort of cashing out, trying to get ahead of things and just hoping it won't be so bad. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole Republican platform right now. And what I hear from my parents, it's like, well, we don't think it's all that bad. You know, it's the same line of thinking when they talk when you, you try to ask them about climate change. They just don't think it's going to affect them, so it's easy for them to not think about, you know. But at this point, it's going to start affecting them. I'm worried about the McKeckins, you guys. Yeah, they're one of one of my favorite bands. They're gonna have to t- they're gonna have to stop their tour eventually, and then it's just gonna be a mess. It is very irresponsible that the McKeckins are still touring. I hope the McKeckins hear this. I mean, I don't know. My my parents don't like that I cuss so much, uh, and every time they they. Every time I try to address the fact that in some circles I'm known as danger, they're like, we gave you a lovely name and you just threw it out the window. I mean, my parents, my parents are great. Though. It is. It's true. They gave you a lovely name. This whole podcast is just danger going through some stuff. You're just going through some stuff about your parents, man. I'm worried about my family. You guys, yeah. I'm, I'm trapped right. in this room. I can't go see them. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's yeah. a lot of people in the world that I'm concerned. I have all this concern yeah. and I have nowhere to put it. So you know what? I'm right. going to put it in your ears. Yeah, you certainly can't put it in Running Canyon. They <laughs> close it down. Oh, <laughs> the injustice. <laughs> or the libraries or daycare. There's a lot of shit I can't do right now, you guys. Do you know how hard it is to entertain yeah. an 18-month-old and retain your own sanity, you guys? No. Every day? No. Can you just watch every TV day? Or yeah. Can't you just turn on turn on the TV? Turn on CNN. To rot, you guys. I don't want her little brain to rot. We watch a couple that's of Mickey true. Mouse cartoons, you know, because the, the oh, that's the, cool. Uh, the Paul Rudish Mickey Mouse cartoons that's on Disney Plus, the ones that start in like 2013, are really, really great. You guys, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I'm sure a lot of people share that. It's awesome. Check it out. Paul Rudish Mickey Mouse cartoons. Hilarious. All right. Let's get back on track. 
one of the the things that especially worries me about this outbreak and the Trump administration is ICE. They're still detaining people. They're still rounding people up. And most importantly, they're still putting people in these detention centers where healthcare is notoriously lax. And it feels like it is just a matter of time before coronavirus gets into one of these detention centers. And holy shit, a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. And that will be on Trump's hands. And I feel like no one's going to hold him accountable for it. Has anyone held him accountable for literally anything? No, they just treat him like a baby. Uh, literally, I mean that's that's not a it's not like a, a liberal exaggeration. I've never seen an adult treated more like an infant than uh, than Donald Trump. But uh, I also the severity of the virus. Uh, hearing because uh, like I have a, a friend who's a, a nurse, and uh, I, I've been talking with him about this, and then getting anecdotal evidence from actual doctors, not just you know, politicians are like, I don't know, maybe it'll be over in a month or whatever. And it's like the stuff that happens, like if that, if a detention center starts spreading uh, COVID, you're talking about like this horrific respiratory infection that makes people suffer until they die. Like, and they won't have the ability, like, even if they, even if they cared about taking care of the people in the detention center, they wouldn't have enough resources to actually help them. So it's, it's a, it's just a nightmare and no one seems to really care about any of that stuff. And, and there's still people going to going to the fucking beach and shit. Like, they're like, Oh, oh it's like a vacation. And you're like, Oh my God, this is what's, what's worse. The, worst. the people, the people who are smashing into each other on the beach saying, well, if I get it, I get it. Or the economists, Republican and democratic alike going on TV and saying, well, you know, uh, so what if two, 2.5% of our population die. You know, we shouldn't sacrifice our economy for 2.5% of our population. Yeah, it, it's, it's horrific. Uh, like, um, I, I can understand that nihilistic Gen Zers or whatever, whatever they're called now, who are just like, the earth is just, you know, dead already and we're not going to stay inside and gonna go insane on the beach or whatever and all just spread diseases around each other to a certain extent uh but potentially responsible adults and politicians going and just i mean it's i I, it's overwhelming i I can't believe i can't believe that they're gonna like thanos (laughs) the, the the united states and and like really justify that like well you know and there's like that philosophy too of like well it's a it's Darwinian and blah blah blah, and it's like no, it's not. It's virus, man. Like it's a it's a it's, purge mentality is what's happening. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of people Diet purge. It's a lot of people deciding that well, there are some expendable people in this society, and if they have to die in the name of me still being able to hit brunch every Sunday morning, then so be it. Like, why should my way yeah. of life have to change? At least with the purge, man, with the purge, you know who you're killing. You know, you got the axe or the chainsaw, and you got your mask, and you're like choppy, choppy, dead now. You know, and then you and then you purge. But with this nonsense, it's like I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave a little smear of COVID uh, on this on this uh, uh, door handle on the subway rail, 
And whoever gets it, gets it. You know, like people aren't going to feel directly responsible for the lives they affect because they have no way of knowing, you know, Uh, it's just making me insane, man. Like I, it's not, it is nice. I will say to go, like I I have to do the grocery shopping for my family. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll you've already got it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I got my bandit mask thing going, you know, uh, there's a couple of gro- uh, grocery stores that hand out um, uh, like the rubber glove, the surgical rubber gloves. Like, what size are you? Small, medium, large. And I'm large, baby. And, you know, everybody sort of keeps their distance, you know, that's, that's that nice. was for your large hands, Danger. Go on. Oh, nice. I didn't know what that was. I was like, uh, that, yeah, it sounded like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's not me. I man, I've completely lost track. Uh, it's, uh, sorry, it's you're it's yelling nice. about how big your hands were at, at the grocery store. Large, baby, <laughs> large. Um, that's all. That's the point I wanted to make. Is my hands are somewhat larger than than most people. Yeah. that is a good point. That's a pretty Not valid quite extra point. large. And if you but, take uh, anything away from this podcast, please let it be that I have a specific size that requires a little bit more difficulty when looking for gloves. So. I want to move on to my second point because it's. <laughs> I want to move on also. Because I don't want to talk about dangerous hands anymore. <laughs> and. I'm a hitchhiker's thumb, too. And I uh, also. It kind of piggybacks onto the exact thing I'm talking about now, which when I when I texted you both and, and told you the the second opinion I had, it's that uh, it's okay to not always have an opinion on things. And the reason I say that is, you know, I just mentioned that Trump wants to suspend habeas corpus and be able to detain people indefinitely. So with that in mind, if an actual doctor gets in front of the country and is like, okay, we do need to be locked down for like the next month. But then after that, we can do this as more of a selective quarantine if we have enough tests available. I'm willing to fucking hear that because that's being floated right now by the Trump administration that like, oh, and you know, 14 days, we can probably do a lesser version of this. And the response to that especially Democrats, people on the left has just been immediately like, no, why would you, what, like, why, why would you, why would you risk everything like that? But I'm also not a restaurant. I'm also not a restaurant worker. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be impacted by the shutdowns of businesses the way a lot of other people are. And if you look at a place like South Korea, their coronavirus cases are going down and they're also not on lockdown anymore. And it's because they were able to administer a lot of tests really fast. And we fucked that up. We, we blew that. So we're definitely going to be locked down for at least a month. And I feel like, I feel like the entire fucking country should be locked down for at least a month. But here's the thing. I would live for a month under fucking martial law before I'd live the way we're living right now for an entire year. Like, oh my God, yeah. I'm down with really drastic measures for a time, but it doesn't make me all right with just giving Trump unlimited authority to keep us in our houses until the 2023 election when he, you know, inevitably suspends the one in 2020. And says we have to stay in the house because of coronavirus. Like, 
if there's a way to do this uh, very extreme for about a month and then make it a little less so after that, I'm fucking willing to hear it. I don't want to hear it from Trump. I want to hear it from an expert. And just sort of a tangent, it kills me when these Trump administration motherfuckers get on TV and are like, we've dealt with this before. I was on the front line of the government's response to the AIDS crisis. And it's like, is that supposed to make me feel better? They didn't do a good job yeah. in the 80s. That means you're going to just make coronavirus jokes for six years while thousands of people die, and then you'll acknowledge it. Like yeah. that, that, doesn't, that doesn't help me at all. So I don't know. I just This is one argument that I'm comfortable sitting out of until I have more information. And I know everyone wants to be first and get on Twitter and immediately – have an opinion. And I understand that we're all fucking bored right now, but don't get so scared that we just make this even easier for Trump. Like if there is a way to get out of this faster than, Oh, well we live like this for the next 18 months. We should absolutely fucking explore it because this is not the time to hand unlimited powers to Trump. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. It's like, if we can get to a place where South, like like South Korea, which I mean, I listened to your last episode. South Korea is not a big, not a big country, um, so they were able to, you know, centralize and react quickly to this big threat. You know, they had the uh, the drive through swabs and whatnot. Like, I, I, look, if we can drive through swab the country and figure out who's where the problem is, and then isolate those people for fourteen days while the virus dies off inside them. Awesome. I'm all for that. Yes. I, I don't want our country to remain at this standstill. Like, like I'm taking the dog out. Can't take him to Runyon, of course, but I'm taking the dog out. It is silent. It is spooky in the streets, man. Like every. Yeah, it every, is spooky in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> every store's got got a little explanatory things in the window saying like, so there's this COVID thing and we're shut up. And it's yeah, it's that's completely unsustainable. But like when we hit the point where they've begrudgingly set aside profit motive and produced enough materials to save this population from this pandemic and they deploy it efficiently, then yeah, let's talk about getting the, the subways, right? Uh, getting the, the Jersey mics back open. I went with subway. I should have got started with Jersey Mike because subway is multiple. I thought, you were, I thought yeah. you were saying like the actual subway. No, same restaurant. Talk about foot long, foot long subways. You know, it's disgusting. Uh, Jersey Mike, Jersey Mike. Pull your life together. <laughs> you eating subway with your big hands. <laughs> uh, horrible. Ma- makes the, sam- makes the sandwich go faster, there, Randall. It makes the sandwich go faster. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I'm so bored. This is, it, it's so nice to hear a human voice. That's not my daughter or my wife right now. So I'm just, I'm just living oh, in the man. moment, y'all. Joining us by phone, Danger's daughter and wife. <laughs> I, ho- I hope they didn't hear you just scream that from the other room. No, no, they're as bored as I am. It's fine. Also, yeah. the baby's asleep. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that that's it's a thing that would have to happen. Like we would have to have testing. Like there would be have to be massive amounts of testing. We'd have to be able to identify who's sick. But again, I'm willing to to hear that out. 
Like, yeah, and you got to figure as well. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to jump on it, go outside, run around, start high five, and all that. But there's also going to be a really significant part of our population who choose to remain inside, right? And that's going to help things as well. You know, like I, I don't know when the hell I'm going to want to go back into a store without wearing a bandito mask. It's a really fun thing to have a bandit mask. You know, like uh, uh, God, what is the word that I'm that's completely escaping me right now? Uh, a bandana. You put it over your mouth, put it over your nose. You run around. You you, you buy bread calmly, and uh, no one looks at you funny because everybody else wishes they thought of the bandito mask. That's fun, you know. But yeah. like, it's gonna be a long time before I want to go into any store without my awesome bandito mask for both safety and aesthetic purposes. Yeah, there are like I've seen people mention. Well, oh, so they just want to make it a, a state's right issue. And it's like, if we got the testing for it, that might not be the worst idea. Because he's got way more infections than Kentucky because Kentucky jumped on this thing a lot faster. Yeah. So in in cases like that, it kind of stands to reason that states that responded better and got this under control quickly, like they should have a little bit of leniency going forward. And instead, I feel like what we're seeing is people immediately attacking this idea because it's coming from the Trump administration, but everything is going to come from the Trump administration. He's the president right now. We're not going to magically have a different president in charge of this. So if there is enough testing and there is compelling evidence that a certain state or area was able to contain this, and can keep it contained with enough testing. I feel like we should listen to that instead of just immediately as Democrats and people on the left signing on to the idea of, nope, we should all be locked down for 18 months minimum. It's like, I mean, the other, the other thing complicating that is there's so much travel that happens in this country. You know, like people are flying state to state. There's, there's a lot of movement, you know? And if, if you get a, a vector coming in from, from Tennessee, you know, or for what is it that uh, New Rochelle, New York, they had they like had a huge boom. And my father-in-law, you know, went up there to deliver some 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 shit for his job. And, you know, he stopped for lunch. It's like, dude, th- 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 there's a virus going around there right now. He stopped and, for he, lunch you know, in New, Ro- New Rochelle, New York. Can you believe it? Got to hit that subway, man. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, go on. It's a complicating it's a complicating factor there because there is so much movement in the country. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want the, the California border to close permanently. That seems weird. I don't want it to close at all. But I'm like, like we, we have to we have to keep track of this thing. We got to swab them, man. We got to swab everybody. When we swab everybody, we can have more of a conversation. There's also that thing of like, there's going to be people who are going to be like, I'm not letting you swab shit. You're going to put my 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 spit in a file somewhere. And they might not be wrong. Yeah, no. they that's the problem. They might not be wrong. Like, I haven't done a 23 and Me thing because I don't want the FBI. I was going to say, this should be, that should be the model is like 23 and Me where we all just swab ourselves and sit and mail it in and get our results. Yeah, and, and like, uh, so maybe. They give us some tracking information about our neighborhood. Like, you know, like sex offenders, except not just with the coronavirus. And maybe that ends up being the freedom we give away because, you know, we're going to give something away to fix we this. Have. We already have. And, you know, the those concerns that, well, what do we how do we know what the government's going to do with all those 
Mouth swabs once they have them. We fucking don't. That's what you get for electing Trump, motherfuckers. Like, that's that's where we are now. So that might be the thing we have to give away in exchange for not living like this for another 18 months. So now I'm rethinking things and like, fuck it. Maybe we should all just stay inside for 18 months. It's not like we're going to have an election in 2020 anyway. This is so depressing. I think Biden died and they're just reusing footage of him like on a TV show. It feels like it a little bit. It's It's a weekend at Bernie's situation, except there's also a Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bernie's Bernie's foot. Bernie's alive. He's not the he's not the dead one. It's complicated. <laughs> Weekend at you Bernie's check, three. Check it's complicated. Pulse. Check my pulse. Check my reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> I can draw a clock from memory. So yeah, in conclusion, let's just think about how we respond to suggested solutions to this problem. It's not gonna be as black and white as people want it to be. And uh Let's be careful about what we give away in the process of fixing all this. And don't forget that if they've taken all your toilet paper, you can just go outside and pick leaves <laughs> and use those as toilet paper because now s- we're going back to nature. I'm going to start wiping with all the open parking spots in L.A. now. Like if just dra- I, dragging ass. Yeah, if I run out of toilet paper, I'm just going to hit yeah. one of those plentiful parking spots. I will say the, another uh, one of the... Another rosy moment uh, during this whole debacle is uh, neighbors and, you know, well-wishers have have risen up and said, does anyone need any toilet paper? You know, like there's a mutual aid thing going. The standard bearer of that is like, do you, my friend, my 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 neighbor, a member of my community with whom I've shared so much. Do you need a bum roll? Yeah, that actually here. Let me let me do a That's thing. The new, I didn't, I never thought the toilet paper. It was like it's like we devolved into like prison rules. <laughs> like everything in the world, it's like people making like we're gonna start trading fucking moonshine for no reason, even though you can still get decent alcohol at the store. People, are I, made, I made like, a I made a loaf of banana bread for my neighbors because they gave me a box of diapers. Well, that's, <laughs> for, that's for my nice. baby. For my baby, I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. we. Toddlers yeah, guy. you mentioned you had a, a baby. Yeah, I, so I have I a baby. Did the math on that. Yeah. Diapers. Yeah, I just don't right. want you to think I need. I'll. Uh, well, now I now I. I don't know personally. About it I'm not so wearing. Much, I think that not you, wearing diapers right now. I haven't worn. I I, I don't wear diapers. It's fine. We're good. Yeah, I'll the. Uh, I'll do a thing that I very rarely do in life or shut up, especially <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I just high five my monitor. Oh shit. We got no oh, we're spreading COVID. Hey Danger, yeah. watch this. Talk. That's right. I can mute you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh man, I was saying so much wise things. So, no, so you did wise things, excuse me. What what ran, what thing do you not usually do, Adam? I am wrapped with attention. I don't tell positive stories about the police. But my no, you don't. My own mother was unable to secure toilet paper, and my sister posted a thing on Facebook about it and said, if anyone can stop by and uh, help her out, it would be greatly appreciated. And the first person who showed up was a fucking pig from Wisconsin (laughs) who had uh, like three rolls of toilet paper in tow. So that was nice. The people yeah. are doing people are doing things like that, and I don't know that. You he's, think you like you like kicked in a gas station 
like just stole some toilet paper. Well, he kicked her door down when he delivered it. That was, yeah. he said it was like a force of habit thing. You know, that came from like an adjacent place where they like racially profiled some people who broke in their house, stole their toilet paper (laughs) and then gave it to your, your white mom. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So should we get to, I'm going to be killed by the police. (laughs) It sounds like it's going to happen very soon. Judging from the background noises. Catching up to you, Randall. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's all that's all for my opinion let's just think on coronavirus shit long and hard before we we form that opinion right away i don't i don't think we should be we're certainly uh, gonna have time to think about it i don't think we should be begging trump for nationwide martial law if there is indeed another way so let's get to someone else's opinion who wants to go next danger sure yeah Uh, so uh i oh okay (laughs) Sorry. I, I mean, I mine's short, Randall. Danger now. R- Randall, I, you know what? I want to hear yours, buddy. No, go go for it. You're so, you're so polite. That's why, See, that's why I like doing these shows. Will like, you just you, go? Sure. Fuck birds. I hate birds. Yeah. Birds are a bummer. They're a complication. They're, they're, uh, there's, there's two events uh, that really solidified how I feel about birds. Is like when I was six years old, my, my great-grandparents had a like a pair like a macaw and it bit my dad like and like really opened up his finger and Sorry. like me t- tiny me i'm like oh my god and i was like oh i gotta stay away from that bird forevermore so there was that and then and when bird, i was birds killed your dad but a bird bit my dad's finger and and really 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 diced it up uh and the other thing was i got pooped on when i was like nine years old you're just sitting there at lunch already unpopular and nobody liked me and then uh you know you, you get this you get this complication coming from the sky and uh, and that made me furious but but nowadays i'm just like why are you here stop it like i, I get that there's there's it's nice to see the dancing birds on uh <coughs> like the national geographic stuff awesome you want to get back do you want to watch those the, the the birds bounce Cool. I'm all for that. Any bird I have to directly interact with or look at or see or be aware of, I'm just like, you are a nuisance, and I'm not sad that you're eaten. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. Wow. This you're- is worse than this, – this is this is terrible danger. I don't know what's going on. And your origin for hating birds doesn't track at all. <laughs> like one bit your dad, yeah. another one just shit on you. Yeah, like, that's not enough. That's what birds do. If you've ever, that's like, what birds, they shouldn't do. Birds, birds. The great thing about birds is that they just unapologetically shit wherever they are. Like I think that's something we should admire about birds. We not had a duck living in our backyard, and like if we we tried, it, it like Let's made see. a nest, and we tried to get rid of the duck in the nest in the backyard, and it would like snap at us, all like with its stupid duck bill. Yeah, that's his house. There's a whole. Man. There's a whole video game right now called untitled goose game that's just about you're a goose and you and you do shitty things to people that's the whole game well geese are a nightmare geese are a nightmare and what are geese geese are birds boo yeah he's got you there randall i don't want to i don't want to do this but hashtag not all birds because that's that's not fair (laughs) i'm with you on that one i'm I'm with you you not hashtag not all birds single out geese and then be like all birds are like geese no but a lot of them are are insane Look, I'm I'm gonna say that my 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 absolute favorite bird 
you know, uh, is the is the the go away bird. It's a real bird. Look it up. It's awesome. Uh, it makes a sound that's. I mean, it, it honestly sounds like all of the weird noises you're happening in the background there, Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hilarious. You know, it sounds like a child's toy. From the sorry, 90s. you're scared about the background noises. It's just I'm on. You know, I'm from the streets, so we. we have... <laughs> Cars and shit going around in the background. I'm, uh-huh. not in, I'm not in Runyon Canyon. <laughs> right. Well, well, I'm not either, Buster. I wish I was. I'm not up there in the Hollywood Hills with you. Uh-huh. In your fancy mansion. No, I'm just walking Fanchin. my small dog. And when I'm on Runyon Canyon and I have my small dog, I got to look to the skies to make sure that, the, that these hawks aren't going to materialize out of nowhere and dive bomb it and, and pick up my dog and fly away, which sometimes they do. Is your dog on a leash in these moments? No, that's the best part about running canyon is you don't need the dog to be on. You don't put your dog on a leash and then you you just oh. like get taken away by the fucking falcons or whatever. Yeah, that's or the or falcons. the coyotes. Are you at least putting like a, a spike jacket on that fella? No, it's a dog. It's a it's a dog oriented hiking trail. That's the point of running is that people bring their dogs. You let them off the leash. They can run around because there's nowhere there for, for them to yeah, go other than to like fall another... into a ravine. You think the, you know, but like you can get them one of those jackets that has like spikes all yeah. over it. You think the coyotes are reading those dog friendly signs and going, "Oh, we got to I'm not bringing my dog to places where there's coyotes. That's, I'm saying a bird can go anywhere. And a yeah, bird can ruin your day from anywhere. But see, if your dog's not on a leash, the bird deserves your dog. Like you're just you're just you put your dog into the wild. You yeah. let your dog go. You, That's you like become unsecured. Runyon Canyon is not the wild. Like if someone, I, think, I feel like you're getting too much into the the the, the, the hawk hunting Runyon Canyon thing. You brought it up, man. What are you talking about? You won't stop talking about Runyon Canyon. You said that birds are going to steal your dog in Runyon Canyon. I didn't say that. That's another thing. I'm, look, I'm just saying that's another complication. Which you know, sometimes you shorten the word complication. I, 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 growing up, we had like cockatiels and stuff, and they're like the sweetest birds. One of them they was suck. In, one of them was angry and it bit me, but. You know there are other birds that other birds like that will that, bite you like ducks that aren't or like geese. that that are super sweet and they're nice and they're friendly and I like an African gray because awesome, they, I've heard an African gray parrot say like uh, you know you ask it a question like what color is this and they say green in a really creepy way and that's like all right cool you're a smart bird awesome yeah the there's the also there's also like loose wild parrots in Orange County that just sort of roam around in flocks and they're really loud and annoying and I hate them. Yeah, the the thing about this opinion is that I agree. I am Thank you, Adam. I am not a fan of birds in general. I like to eat some birds. There are birds that I like eating. If you have birds as a pet, you are just one rung up on the the pet owner ladder above snake owners. Like you should not Why do you have a pet bird? And for the love of God, if I'm at your place, and you have a pet bird, you keep that flying rat in its cage where it belongs. Birds smell. I should not have... They're just sitting there sad. Like, I don't like when I'm at, like, Target. That's the depressing thing of... Sorry, you don't don't like when you're at Target? Well, have you ever been at Target and a fucking bird has managed to get inside and you just got to keep an eye on that motherfucker the whole time you're shopping? Those are hilarious, well, there's, yeah. there's also that thing where like people will take their birds on their shoulders for a walk and they feel and they're looking at you like, look at me. I've got a bird on my shoulder. Do you want to talk about it? And I'm like, no, yeah. your bird well, sucks. Go, and so do you. 
Yeah. Don't go to Venice, man. It's full of those people. You get the iguana guy. You get the he bird sucks. guy. He sucks. This does. This people trying to sell you blank CDs and they, they <laughs> cut an album. It's terrible. This topic does give me cause to bring up just one of my favorite facts from history that I think a lot of people don't necessarily know or remember. I was reminded of it a couple weeks ago when I was watching an episode of Pawn Stars, uh, a show that I absolutely love just for the history. I like when they talk That's about... Where they, Pawn Stars is the chess show, right? That's where they play competitive chess. Uh, what? Oh, uh, Randall, no. shame on you. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see what it did there, Pawn. Yeah. Pawns. That was pretty good. Yeah. So what I I was reminded of on an episode of Pawn Stars recently, a guy had brought in a book of drawings by John Audubon, who, of course, founded the Audubon Society. He was the first person to draw several, like, the first time the world saw a lot of these birds were through his drawing. Oh, I thought you were going to say he drew freeways. Because he's an Autobahn. <laughs> it's his like, name, dude. Yeah, you've never heard of the Autobahn Society? I he was the guy who invented the Autobahn. I don't know the, the uh, this other Autobahn guy. Autobahn. Autobahn. Not it's Autobahn. Yeah, it's spelled Autobahn. different. So he didn't create the Autobahn. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Can we get a, a police siren or something in the background right now? <laughs> this is all staying in. So, <laughs> quality content. <laughs> The, the the fact I was reminded of is that, yes, he drew all of those birds, and that's the first time the world saw a lot of those birds, so good for him for documenting that. Also, an avid hunter who shot yeah. every one of those birds that he drew. <laughs> yeah. Every one of those birds is dead. It, well, I mean, they'd all but be they, dead they, anyway. They came to life from his drawings, so they weren't real. That's okay. Yeah. That's possible, right. I suppose. He invented those birds. It's fine. Yeah, it would be funny if it. He just shot the drawings, <laughs> and history misinterpreted that as him shooting the birds. Shooting the target practice. He's somewhere in the afterlife, like, oh, I didn't do that. I shot the drawings. That's what, I, that's what I do when I go to the gun range. I'm like, get these people targets out of here. Put up a put up a budgie. <laughs> shoot that fucker in the head but yeah fuck birds yeah if it's good I enough like for a go away bird i like a kookaburra they're adorable but almost every other bird is a, is a nuisance now i'm a little more militant oh, man, than like, you uh, get, uh, there's uh, such amazing birds like yeah, hummingbirds you put a little thing on your hand they, they land on you with their little delicate tiny feet they feed it's amazing i don't and want that like no i'm not interested yeah it's cool you just birds are awesome man you get those? You ever see lorikeets? Ever see what now? Lorikeets. It's a parakeet no, named Laura. Like a friend of yours? Huh? What about your fingers? Is Laura a friend of yours? Hmm. I tried to hit you with a random joke. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Those are that's that's those are best left to the professionals. For, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Can you leave the terrible jokes to one person per podcast? You're stepping on Randall's Laura, toes, Laura, danger. Lorikeets are real, real bird. That was. Uh, they're great. People, if there's, do you do? Is there a comment section anymore? I'm just talking into a computer. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> so, if the, if anyone is listening or or has any experience with with awesome birds, please tell Danger how wrong he is. Dude, I, there I'm is no chat also, section. I don't care. 
I'm sorry, it's bumming out your 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 OC experience with your wild parents or whatever going on out there. They're also in Altadena. <laughs> so God, who cares about that? Who cares about that fucking milk town? I don't give a shit. What? They, they produce good milk. Altadena is good milk. You're wrong, Randall. So you know what? Milk by itself is a delicious treat. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. I've already brought that opinion up on the show. I know. I, milk I is know. great. I know. It's amazing. Randall, what is what is your opinion that you want to talk about? Is it that uh, quality microphones about, are overrated? Um, I, I want to talk about how people with guns are uh, just as scared as, or if not more, than the people panicking and buying toilet paper. Because there's a lot of tough guys out there who are posting about, like, I saw this one. I think it, this one circulated pretty heavily, so I, I'm assuming... The audience may have been exposed to it, but it was like a guy showing off like his gun rack and he had some like some uh, rifles and uh, some handguns. And he's like, I shouldn't have a problem getting toilet paper. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know what stupid thing he said. But basically it was like, like, oh, like my guns will give me toilet paper. And I, I just it just made me think like psychologically, there's so many people who are just terrified and buying guns out of fear because like there are lines around the block of people like, yeah. like just stocking of weapons like it's the apocalypse and it's like if it's again it's like it's, it's the prison rules or it's like everyone thinks this is like the walking dead like they're gonna shoot their way out of a virus uh and uh, it makes absolutely no sense and i think uh, i think a lot of uh gun culture is knee-jerk fear-based stuff that is never addressed uh, because there are people who you know it's like people who use guns and they fire them and do whatever the fuck. I don't know. You go to a, a gun range and shoot some skeet. You gotta shoot some skeet. You know what I'm talking about? Skeet, yeah. skeet, skeet, skeet. You know? Um, Levo! Skeet. And, uh, you know, or do whatever. I mean, it's like, you know, you do whatever whatever shit you want to do with your with your, with your your guns is, is fine, but, like, the stockpiling and, like, acting like you're, like, the fucking Punisher or you're going to take on the government, that's my favorite. Like, like the government, the government's government. I'm going to use the government all has tanks. to fight the government. I'm like, you know, I'm like, dude, the government has technology in warfare that will just decimate you before they even, they don't even need to go to your house. Like drones will just annihilate you. There's no, you're, you're done. Or they could just so, arrest you and put you in jail without charging you with anything for an indefinite they, amount of time. Well, yeah, except these are white people. <laughs> that's true. So they, yeah. So that they they have to they have to they have to do extra work to get uh, murdered, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I just I just think that there's a lot of, there's this idea that it's like having like a gun makes you like safe and courageous, and it, and and what I mean is like the boastful the boastful gun crowd, not the not because I think there's definitely like a there's a this is not a black and white sort of situation, but. Um, it just worries me that there there are people with like really dangerous weapons who think that it's like a game. And that I'm, honestly, like, I'm honestly, I'm honestly more worried about the people who are first time gun buyers. You know, that's, what, I, like, that's what I'm saying because you yeah. can just you walk in and be like, oh, I need one because everything's going to shit, and then right. next thing you know, you have a dangerous weapon at your place. And even if you fired it a few times, that doesn't mean that you're someone who should be trusted. No, with like a, with I, a I, weapon I have a, at your, you know. Or, or I, I, a safe full of weapons. <laughs> right, yes. 
I have a weird angle on this one because like I grew up with my dad is was a firearms instructor. So like yeah. I was eight years old when I first fired a gun. Uh, like And when you when you murdered that bird that bit your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Got it tattooed uh, on your leg first. You just shot that thing. I, and your dad's like, I'm proud of you. Proud of you, boy. Thank <laughs> you. You saved me from the bird. And you're like, I'll always hate birds, Dad. It, uh, it died pretty quickly after it bit my yeah. dad. Who can but, forget? Uh, not at my hands, sadly. That was, yeah, that was nature. Not at, your, not at your giant, giant hands. <laughs> but wait, look, I was, eight, I was seven years old at the time. They were not... Uh, they were not... <laughs> They were not yet as large as they are now. But no, like my, <laughs> this is good best. my general the best point conversation is that's ever had. Yeah, I know. It's great. I got, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, <laughs> so you killed a bird? I, no, I, I haven't. I haven't intentionally killed anything. I haven't shot any <laughs> creature. <laughs> intentionally. You know? Yeah. But like, there's, there's so the, much. We don't want to talk about the manslaughter thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second degree. Only Uh, intentional. There's so much training that you need in order to respect a gun. Um, And, like, honestly, like, I feel like if we had some sort of licensing process, some sort of certification process, like, we license people to, to drive a car, we should absolutely license people to drive a gun. And you should have to impress someone that has experience in training enough for them to say okay i trust that you can responsibly own this thing and if that point at that point whatever you know what you get all the guns you want if you can if you can uh, like put your name on every gun that you own you know let everybody know like this is what i have i'm like taking care of it responsibly because a lot of like the the um the california compliance like the extra gun laws that we have in the state are voluntary at, at at best like they're honestly like it, it's a boon for the gun manufacturers because they get to make a new special part that gun owners don't actually have to go out and buy because it, it, it's the easiest thing to, in the world to get around some of these loopholes but right. i mean like yeah if you're a collector you know and and you enjoy it all right cool look i enjoy shooting guns i don't own any because again i i don't feel like i need one to keep my family safe but I mean, like, there's so many people out there who are looking at, you know, uh, was it Marco Rubio misspelling martial law um, and thinking, oh, my God, you know, it's it's finally zombie times. We've been preparing our entire life by playing Resident Evil and PlayStation. You know, it's it's time to go to the gun store. It's like, no, man, you're you're going to you're so much more likely to shoot someone, you know, yeah. accidentally or thinking that they're a robber, you know, like someone you don't expect yeah. to come to your house at some time of the night it surprises you you know like you're gonna end up shooting a friend or you're gonna leave it you're gonna leave it uh unlocked somewhere and and your kid's gonna find it and you know shenanigans uh or or tragic mishaps might ensue and i say that this is someone that yeah as i say that as someone who as a as an eight-year-old child shot my dad's car accidentally oh, what we, yeah oh yeah no Wait, like, you hate we, cars too <laughs> no, this was an accident this was an accident you guys when you know when i was saying i'd never intentionally shot anything so, this is what my I hands mean. my hands are too big i don't know yeah, no, when, when i was when i was a child and my dad was introducing me to the fine world of firearms you know because again firearms instructor 
he he happened to like like oh here's here's the one that you like this is the one with the least kickback a 22 pistol very you know relatively small you know for smaller hands at the time and <laughs> at the time at the time oh. things have changed but at that moment i said oh great it's my favorite one this one isn't that bad and i squeezed the trigger and my dad had left it loaded and i shot the roof of the car from the inside and your I firearms instructor dad and you fired yeah out we, of the we, we were in the we were in the in the trunk uh, like it was, it was. What? God damn! Let me, let me get this. this. You can't just we rush over back. that. The, the, the hatch yeah. was up. <laughs> was up. We were at a Ponderosa. We were shooting people who were walking in. Do you mean the trunk or the hatchback? Hatchback. We were in the desert. Okay, there's the, a the huge difference. Okay. Like my dad, my dad had me in the trunk and gave me a gun, and then I fired through. Got my All right. Out. That's right. All right. Let's a very bizarre picture. Let's pause and reset for one second. So, Danger and his dad are in a, the trunk of a car, and Danger's <laughs> firearms instructor father hands uh-huh. him a loaded gun. Yeah. It said, uh, we're, we're unloading the open hatchback in the desert, uh, preparing for our fun day at the, at, the, at the shooting range in the desert. And I say, here it is. This is the one I like. I'm eight years old. Squeezy, squeezy. And the gun goes off. And then my dad says, okay, so we're going to learn a valuable lesson right now, Michael. Uh, you never treat a gun, at, or you treat every gun, rather, as if it is loaded, and you have to treat it with respect. If you don't go around and you don't go squeezing triggers when you don't absolutely know a gun is unloaded. If it, you know, like that much training, that and I didn't realize until I was in my twenties that oh my god, my dad was would have been in so much more trouble if my mother ever found out, which she didn't find out until I was thirty years old. By the way, I still but, think it's your dad's fault. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree, and I didn't know that. At, I, I didn't know that at the time when I was eight. Yeah, what's he doing lecturing you? He's the one who handed you a loaded gun. Yeah. He's so like, there's a valuable lesson here. So yeah. You really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? I agree. Are you sure. But see, this is like that was part of a very long tapestry of me learning to treat guns with respect, and the people lining up right now to get their hands on their very first firearm because they're scared. Like those are the people that are going to end up like harming themselves or or someone in their household. Well, you yeah, know, that's because- what I mean. It seems it seems wildly irresponsible and, and dangerous. So it's like it's like it's not it's not it's easy to be like um, because you know podcasting from L.A. I know this probably sounds like a bunch of liberal assholes being like nobody should have guns blah blah. blah. Right. But it's like so I'm trying to add very, all this nuance the, in here with my story. No, I know, and, I, and I and I I I agree that kids should be able to fire guns through the <laughs> into their cars or whatever the hell in the trunk of a car or whatever happened there. But uh, um, you know, because that's that's uh, that's it's America. You can do whatever you want. But uh, yeah, like just panic buying, like panic buying toilet paper and panic buying guns are two things that feel like signs of panic right. and that's Both not something super like, that's, shitty. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's just like, it's terrifying. Cause you're, like, like you're saying it's, it's extremely dangerous. It's not a, it's not a, a thing to be like, I don't understand the context of it. Cause it's like, what is going to happen? Are you buying the gun to defend your toilet paper? What are you doing? <laughs> like, do you think a virus, like someone with a virus is going to like try to break into your house and you're going to have to like hold them off. 
or kill them or like what is like what is the context where you need well like yeah how far have we got we it was a week it no it was days see, like days into quarantine that's the thing that's the thing that's what blows my mind is people are treating the listen even if it's for 18 months people are treating the idea that we're not going to be able to go sit on patios and drink beers in the summer or whatever the fuck for like the next six months, they're calling it an apocalypse. Yeah. You have no fucking idea. This is not even sort of an apocalypse. This at this point in terms of the impact it's had on a lot of lives is like an inconvenience still like we haven't even sort of reached apocalypse point and you're already buying guns. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I haven't heard one incident that sounded like I, I like, I, I haven't heard of anything going on that sounds like it's worthy of buying a gun more than it is to just hang out, like, like hang back at home and try to not infect people. I don't know. I don't, I'm not getting the, I, I'm not getting how the gun fits into the equation. Yeah. It, just, it hasn't, because the thing is too, is like, like they're even saying like, you can stock up for two weeks and you can be fine because we're still distributing everything. Well, you got to figure also, Randall, um, some guns spoil, you know, if you leave them out, especially if you leave them outside the refrigerator, um, they sort of get those little white hairs, you know, and they start to get a little funny. You got to take it. You got to respect your gun. Yeah. You got to respect your gun. So you you, You got to clean it. Freeze it by the cell. I don't know. I tried to, I tried to roll with whatever you were doing. I don't I can't. Sorry, I got something in my eye, right, right in the middle of it. Yeah, you. yeah, your your band your bandito mask is going to protect your eyes, bro. <laughs> no, it's not. So I think I think that's an episode. Do we have any final thoughts on guns? I want to wear those like Ghostbuster goggles when I go to the <laughs> store. You should. I mean, what's stopping me? See, that's that's what I want to do. Like, there's like, why are we why are we worrying about guns and toilet paper? Like, you got to protect your face. You got to protect your eyes, your hands, and all that stuff. Just, just, you know. I'm just gonna saran wrap my face when I go out. Yeah. <laughs> Draw like, doodle a little mask on it. Don't, don't draw a face on your saran wrap face. Like you a realize it's transparent, right? Yeah, yeah. It's transparent. You can still see me. Let me in, you bank. Gotta, you got to make sure they see my face. Draw another face. I have a very large face. I'm that's very proud of it. When you, when you cut off your air supply. <laughs> Nothing's more reassuring than seeing two faces in one area. <laughs> So, so make sure to saran wrap your face before you go to the store. Yeah. And uh, don't buy a gun for the love of God. What the fuck is wrong? If you do, don't what take it to the you? store, if please. You live in LA, what are you even doing? You really live in Burbank. You're going to be okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Burbank is a bunch of rich assholes. Uh, yeah, that's what who, I'm saying. It was like oh. the Burbank gun shop was like lined up like there was going to be like some like just just complete meltdown and I'm sure it was just xenophobia they're like the Mexicans are going to try to invade us yeah <laughs> try to get all our toilet paper so we got to buy guns yeah yep that's um, Burbank don't do it go to hell Burbank is a Burbank really lovely awesome. amount of uh, uh, parents with that sort of I know what's best for my child and what's best for my child is continuing to be a vector for this disease 
So there's a lot of lot of lot of families still playing on playgrounds right now, even though this fucking virus can live on playground equipment for up to nine days. Yep. Mm. And there goes the ambulance going to get yeah. them now. Oh, you guys can hear that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little. It's not just in your head, Randall. Hold on. Hold on. Sounds, sounds like a kitty cat. Yeah. Quality content. Okay. I hope everyone's safe. Yeah. Just in the middle of <laughs> live from North Hollywood. <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles podcast, yeah. listeners. It can't go five minutes of that. You're lucky it's not a helicopter. <laughs> Sounds like 1970s New York. I made that walk in here. (laughs) I made all of those jokes at the beginning of the podcast. You monsters. I know. I'm just. uh, It's that was that was in the past though. Oh, that's a good point. Now we're recording. No one will know. I mean, how would you know? You can't go back. Randall bought a gun, so now he's hoarding everyone's jokes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better watch out, man. Fucking cap you for your for your street jokes. <laughs> All right, I think that's a sewed. We should wrap it up. This went this went really well. It uh, was this the, was this your inaugural uh, uh, sewed f- via remote? This is the first remote unpops at least right. since all of this started, and it's it's the first podcast I've recorded with more than one other person. Every everything I've recorded remotely so far was just with one person, and now there's two people. I felt like I needed to add some extra explanation there, just so everyone got what was going on. An explanation that's short. Short for, for explanation. explanation saves me okay. time when I talk. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, cool. I'll start using that. So, anyone have any live performances they want to <laughs> plug? Anything coming up? Where can people see you? Where can they Where? see you at? Where can we go see the Meckin Meckletons? The Meckins. The Meckins. Merkins. I will say, uh, and you know, since I'm, I'm, I'm just going to jump in here first there because, because you're I already talking. I'm already talking. I've claimed the space. Yeah, I got the conch shell. So, <laughs> um, oh my god, those sounds are so destructive. The spirits Dude, are disagree. You having, like, a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Can I can I do my plug first? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Oh, danger! You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, Randall, you go. Uh, I, I uh, there's a pilot for a web series I worked on with a friend of mine uh, out right now called The Blackfoot Prophecy. We're going to put out uh, links for it all over our social media, including the Twitter.com/slash Randall Maynard Twitter That's on the exactly. Twitter site. Um, and uh, where you do tweets, stuff. there'll be a link uh, right on the on the web page here, right over um, that you can click. That'll take you to the, you know, check it out. Put that put that link up there. <laughs> should the, be on, should be on the screen now, uh, everybody. Should be on. Uh, it's it's like you might be looking at it right now. <laughs> I don't know because you're you're hearing this in the future. And that's weird if you think about that for too long. And I'm not even high. I'm just like, man, this has been, what is even going on in the world right now? Tune your televisions uh, to channel 18. So, so Blackfoot Prophecy episode one. And then uh, thanks to the virus, who knows when episode two is coming out. But support us anyway, because we we tried. Danger. I'm going to check, check this out. I'm, I'm interested. All right. So. 
patreon.com slash countless thousands. Uh, we got a new one that we just dropped today that I recorded and that I wrote and recorded today uh, called Quarantine Valentine. And I'm actually really proud of this one, you guys. It's a good one. It's a burner. Uh, I, I've I've hornswaggled Adam into playing this at the end of the of the sode, which I hope he's actually going to. I, I I trust you, Adam. You're you're a good man. It'll good man be there. Work. Yeah, and it's a it's a good song. Look, we're all living through this thing at the same time. There are people, you know. Obviously, we get Patreon supporters coming through for Unpops. You guys are awesome. We got a bunch of people supporting uh, the Countless Athens Patreon. Would love that to continue because that's literally all the income I have right now because I can't work. Uh, thanks. I have, I've got I, one. I've, I've got one thing I want to add real quick that's that's relevant to this. Is it? Is it just uh, you wondering about what time is? Um. It, well, we'll get to that. But the, the, before <laughs> before we trip out about time, um, uh, I'm actually in the pilot of that show that I was talking about, and I'm oh. my character's wearing a countless thousands T-shirt oh. throughout the entire thing. So I was plugging oh. plugging Danger to Band. Thanks, man. I, I saw that and I was like, I gotta wear this. I gotta, I gotta show some, uh, show some love. So that uh, is so warmly appreciated. Thanks, Randall. So yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah that's it, great. That's that's great. Screen cap of me in there trying to act, being the <laughs> the weak link in the acting chain of that show. Uh, <laughs> People but, uh, will blame the shirt. But uh, yeah, they'll be like, now they'll hate the band too. So <laughs> we're gonna go down together. Cool. I'd love to go down with you, Randall. Down. Thank you. Uh, me, me too. <laughs> Danger, did you even finish your plug? I don't know if people are still listening. <laughs> I don't think I did. Uh, either way, uh, patreon.com slash countless thousands. We are writing a punk rock musical, a post-apocalyptic punk rock musical. So very relevant right now. Uh, that We're working on that. It's going to be, well, what? Yeah, we're, we're going to be midway through the apocalypse before we can actually get this thing completed. It's a lot of work. But either way, please do that. Uh, bandcamp.com slash countless thousands. Oh, gosh, I completely forgot to say. Uh, we are going to, through Patreon, we're going to start teasing out tracks from our upcoming album, Countless Thousands and the Triumph of Justice. You heard it here first, folks. We got a new album coming out really soon, or at least as soon as we possibly can, because I was supposed to go into the studio tomorrow, uh, but the studio is closed because of COVID. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, we, we, we are working on that. It's going to be really, really great. That was absolutely frantic. Yeah, I, I, that's my style. Uh, and uh, I guess people people already know about patreon.com slash unpops. Uh, there are a, a lot of people that help me run this thing, and I, I give them money, and I want to still be able to do that. So uh, any support you can provide is greatly appreciated. Uh, it would be cool if I could maybe even pay him a little more money. Uh, so one thing we're going to do while everyone is on lockdown is we're going to put out the bonus episodes for free. You still have to go hunt down the podcast you want to listen to and subscribe to it on iTunes or wherever. But for at least the next month or so, we're going to put the bonus episodes up for free and you know, if you can't afford to subscribe, you can hear the, the bone con that way. If you can afford to subscribe, you get access to our, our whole back catalog of unreleased stuff that uh, can keep you company. And uh, or, you know, if you can only give a dollar or two, you can do that on Patreon and still go out and get those bonus episodes while we're putting them up for free. 
it's any, a really good time to support independent artists right now because a lot of us are out of work. It it really is. And we're you know, we're still doing all right because people are still needing podcasts, but uh you know, a lot of like this is my day job, but it's not Jeff's day job. It's not uh you know, there's a lot of people who make this thing go round and I would love to be able to throw them more work during all this. So keep it in mind. Support the creators you love. People are and struggling. Big to people who are actively supporting right now. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Yes, of course. We love you. Well, me and Danger do. I don't know. Randall. Yeah, Randall's. I don't know. Randall's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> all right. Should we get out of here? Let's get out of here. I mean, we're not going anywhere, but we're not, go eat. We, we can't physically leave. We can, but we, I guess we could end it. We can go back to solitude. <laughs> Let's end it. Let's just end it. We should probably just stop doing this now. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Hi, everybody. We do love you. <laughs> Randall just I mean- drove away. <laughs> <laughs> California's in lockdown